This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some will fern right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10 10-minute episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues the coelacanth series, and the seventh thing I like about them is how they reproduce. Strap in for this one, listeners, because this is the most mind-blowing episode of the coelacanth so far. There are so many unbelievable facts about coelacanth reproduction, I almost don't know where to start. But I have to start somewhere. So let's start with their maturation age. Coelacanths are large fish, averaging about 5 feet long, with some individuals reaching 6 feet. With most large animals, it takes some time to become mature enough to reproduce. For example, it takes elephants approximately 10 years before they're ready to reproduce. Blue whales, the largest animal alive today, mature around 15 years old. And goliath groupers, a fish that can reach almost 8 feet in length, mature at about 20 years old. The coelacanth is no exception to this trend, but they push it even farther than these three examples. A coelacanth becomes sexually mature at 55 years of age. That is right. I just said 55 years of age. That is an awful long time to survive before you can make any more coelacanths. When coelacanths are ready to reproduce, a mate must be chosen. We don't know what goes into this decision because we've not seen coelacanths copulating yet. We don't know what females look for in a mate. We don't know if there is a mating ritual that males perform to attract females. We do know that most likely females choose the male and allow him to mate with her because fertilization is internal in coelacanths. I say this because other males of species that have internal reproduction or internal fertilization have various behaviors to attract females to them. The females pick the males that impress them most based on established criteria, such as feather color, winning a fight with another suitor, or singing the best song. We're already off to an unusual start because most scaled fish reproduce externally by laying eggs with the males fertilizing the eggs after they are laid. Internal fertilization in fish such as sharks and rays is common, but not so much in scaled fish. We do know with some certainty that coelacanths are probably monogamous. In a scientific paper published in 2013, researchers genetically studied two clutches of coelacanth eggs and their mothers. Both coelacanth females were Latimeria chalumnae, the African coelacanth. One female had 26 embryos and the other had 22 embryos. Both clutches appeared to be close to birth when the females were caught and perished. 
Let's call the female with 26 embryos clutch one and the female with 22 embryos clutch two. Results of testing revealed that all the young of clutch one had four genotypes present. These were contributed by two individuals. The same results were reported for clutch two. What exactly does this mean? It means only one male contributed his genetic material to the embryos. It was two different males, of course, one for each female, but only one male contributed to the embryos. It's an extremely small sample size, I know, but this leads us to believe that coelacanths are monogamous. The females, at least, may only mate with one male at a time. Coelacanths are classified as ovoviviparous. For those of you who have listened to my Sicilian series and remember the reproduction episode, you already know that ovoviviparous animals give live birth to animals that they incubate inside an egg that remains inside the female during development. This is what the coelacanth does. Now, you might be wondering how we know this, since so much about their reproduction is still unknown. And that's a great question. How do we know? In 1975, a gravid female was caught, and upon dissection at the American Museum of Natural History, researchers found five young developing inside the oviduct of the coelacanth. These five young were attached to large yolk sacs. Since then, other gravid females have been caught as well, and dissection of these specimens has supported the findings of 1975. The female with 26 young in her oviduct that we discussed before appears to be the largest clutch discovered so far. Coelacanth eggs are pretty big. They're approximately three and a half inches in diameter. Now compare that to the average chicken egg at a diameter of an inch and a half and you get a feel for how big the coelacanth eggs are. When the young are born, they're around 12 inches in length, and that is live birth. And they look like little tiny versions of their parents. So how long does it take a three and a half inch egg to become a 12 inch fish? Probably longer than you think. Coelacanth females carry the young for up to five years. This is the longest gestation period of any animal that we are aware of at the recording of this podcast. Some species of sharks can carry their young for three years. The coelacanth has them beat. And it also explains why their eggs are so large. They need a good, long-lasting source of nutrition to develop properly. Once the young are born, we lose track of them. With the research we've been able to do with live coelacanths, we haven't seen any young hanging around with adults, so we assume that they must retreat to another habitat. There could be many reasons for this. They are much smaller than a full-grown adult, so presumably they eat different prey, which means they could need a different environment in which to hunt. They might be escaping from their own parents' territory because mom and dad might eat them. They may even move to higher depths or lower depths until they're much larger in size. Whatever the reason, we have not seen any juvenile coelacanths. 
So for now, their whereabouts remain a mystery. The last thing we know about coelacanth reproduction is how long they live. For many years, we thought they lived about 20 years and that they were extremely fast growing, which would be very unusual for an animal their size. But that's what testing told us. Now, in a study released in 2021, all of that changed. So one way to determine a fish's age is to count the rings on their scales, kind of like counting the rings of a tree. Initial studies of coelacanth scales suggested a 20-year lifespan. But using a new technique involving polarized light, researchers were able to see all the rings on the scales. The new data revealed that coelacanths can live up to 100 years. Let me say that again. 100 years. That's just amazing. This study is also the study that determined that they become sexually mature at 55 and that they have a gestation period of five years. Who knew the rings on a fish's scales could tell us so much? Well, that's all for coelacanth reproduction. I still can't get over all the amazing things I learned researching this episode. And I know you are just as intrigued because it's my seventh favorite thing about coelacanths. If you're enjoying this podcast, please recommend me to friends and family and take a moment to give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It will help me reach more listeners and give the animals I talk about an even better chance at change. Join me next week for another episode about the coelacanth. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Katherine Camp, piano extraordinaire.